0: Hey Kameh. Hey T Lou. Did you prepare for this episode? Not one bit. Neither did I. Welcome to the Big Fly Pod. So I'm gonna jump into Redfield! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to episode sixty-five of the Big Fly Pod with your co host K May and T Lou. Welcome back, K May. Little time off, not not no time on the IL. Not no no time no no time on the IL this time. Just a little uh, focus on other things, and that's
1: okay. Yeah, too. Luckily, it was listed as day to day. We we got back at it here in a, in a c- couple weeks of a little hiatus. We had some uh, hamstring tightness, but we saw the trainers got taken care of, and uh, we're back at full strength, ready to rip.
0: I I, I really I would agree. I would agree, and 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 the opener says it best. I don't want. I didn't want you to have to come into this episode having to prep for a bunch of things, man, because. I think right now what's going on in baseball in general is just kind of whack. Like all these different headlines. Like we've gone from uh, the uniforms are terrible, Uh which uh, honestly, if no one pointed it out, would anyone actually notice? Do you think?
1: Uh, That's a good point. Um, I, I did see them like the first day of spring training though. And my initial reaction was that's gross. And if I, if I had saw them without the negative reaction, I probably would have also said that looks gross. So yeah, that, that's been a big story so far. I mean, the spring training just started, but yeah, those uniforms are whack. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those uniforms are whack for sure. Hey, you,
0: You're just coming off the IL. It's okay. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because like, okay. So they supposedly did this whole deal thing where they went to fanatics or something. Yeah. Again, so- I didn't look, I didn't look into this at all. Uh, yeah. I don't but- know either like you why like I don't really know like are you saving really that much money I mean to, to to get this much flack and now supposedly I heard like the players union has gotten involved and like is like saying that like they don't want this and all this I'm like MLB you really wanted to screw this up like this early like this is this is <laughs> like you didn't have like maybe one of the players look
1: at the uniforms be like you know what John I
0: don't think that's your best work
1: yeah, I get my biggest question is what was wrong with the uniforms last year? I thought they were fine. Like, why, why did you need to change in the first place? Like, I, What's I don't, the point? I don't know what the motivation was behind it to save money, maybe, but you're a billion dollar industry, league, whatever you want to call it. So, I, I don't understand what the motivation was behind it to change the uniforms to how they are now. Cause, would you agree that like baseball?
0: had some great things happen last year. Like good things have like really seriously happened for baseball from
1: like the rules standpoint. Yeah. I think the rule changes were fantastic for the game. I think they were uh, overall success, you know, based on the attendance numbers, based on the viewership that they had on TV, things like that. So they had a lot of success going forward last year, like you said, so almost seems like a step back as, as you're kind of saying. So um, yeah, head scratching for sure. Now, Kami, I don't know this,
0: are these just the spring training uniforms? I actually don't know. Is this spring
1: training or is this MLB? Like or a regular season, excuse me. I think it's supposed to stick to the regular season. Um, but last I saw, like the players association was pushing back. So with that pushback, they might have to roll out new uniforms for the regular season. But like same as you. I haven't done a ton of research on it, so I don't know for sure, but
0: it's, a- it's not that really I, it, honestly too like from like a show standpoint, it's not really like a, a massive topic. Like people have been talking sure. about it. It's actually been pretty funny listening to other podcasts talk about it because they're like they bring it up and then they're like, like, why? I, like no one like everyone's kind of like, what, 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 what was your goal here? Like, right. right. I think I, who did I see? Was it Verlander who has like it's like either shrunk or it's like wrapped around. And then now they're joking, like, how the hell are they going to get PCA? Yeah, keep your arm strong. Like, that's crazy. Did you see his blue hair now? He does. PCA. PCA's yeah. got blue hair. Hey, man. Roll Get Cubs. Roll him. Cubs. Sorry. Sorry. Non-biased podcast. Non-biased podcast. Okay, you, man, what do you make? Let's go off the topic of uniforms because it's just a great way to start the show. Anthony Rendon. When I say that name. When I say that name, when that name rolls off my tongue, what is the first thing you think of?
1: Yeah, lack of work ethic. I mean, I I hate to kind of like call out or talk negatively about players just because I feel like sometimes we treat them as robots, right? Where we expect them to be a certain way and act a certain way. But the comments that he's made are like, come on, dude, you got to like read the room a little bit. You know what I'm saying? To Mm -hmm. say the things that he has, especially on the first day of spring training. Um, for those that don't know, he basically said, yeah, my entire career baseball has not been a priority for me. Um, it's kind of a way I make money and that's really, it's, it's all it's been for me throughout this last decade or for however long he's been in the league for. And, and it, it's kind of like, okay, yes, but you earn your money through a way of entertainment in, in, in a way, right? So your job is to almost kind of go out there and give your all, not only for your team, but also for your, for the fans as well. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. His comments are making him less likable by the day. It seems like he hasn't had a positive quote in a while. He's got some negative slack for sure. And for good reason, you know, he's, he's making these comments that just are head scratching, um, from an outsider's perspective, looking in, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? I mean, I know we've talked about it on the previous pods, but what, what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. It's pretty bad when we've talked about it already on
0: previous yeah. pods, right? It's <laughs> you're, <laughs> It's almost comical at this point because do you think he um, had a sit down with one of the PR people a few years back and they're like, hey, like, we just don't feel like you're really engaging with the fans and we don't feel like you're really like being, you know, open and honest about how you feel. And uh, he's like, well, like, what could I do? He's like, just just go out there and be honest. I want you to go out there and be honest about the way you feel. How fast do you think that PR representative has been fired since that happened?
1: Literally, what's weird to me? What did he say a few months ago that we were talking about? I forget the exact quote that it was, but we mentioned it like oh, maybe um, it was like a month ago. I want to say ish. I mean,
0: it feels like it. I mean, it's literally within the last month and a half, two months. I mean, maybe even before the year started, it's just weird interviews that pop out out of nowhere, yeah. And
1: yeah, 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 but but. My, my point being, like, you think after the last interview he had where he made the comments, he did, I don't remember the exact quote that we were talking about or the exact exact quotes that he made. But you would think a PR guy yeah, would sit him down and be like, OK, scale it back a little bit. Right. And maybe <laughs> maybe not be as open and honest or not. Like you did like, what we asked you to. Yes. But yeah. you did it too much. You did it too much. Scale it back a little bit. Right. <laughs> he did the opposite. He said F it, full throttle and like made an even worse comment this time or even a worse quote this time. It reminds me of like – so it reminds me
0: of like the line, the the oversized like sixth grade O-lineman that is not being physical enough on the football field, not doing enough. And the coach just goes, man, I just need you to get more aggressive. And he picks some kid up in the middle of the field, the free safety, when the play's over, runs him over to the garbage can and throws him in the garbage can. He looks at coach and says, is that good enough? And he's like, well, that's not what I was – Yes, you listened, but I don't want you to do that. That's I, I, I laugh today at this dude because it's just like, I mean, what 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 is your motive with something like that? I I like I I really am actually kind of I I saw those comments and I was like, my, is anybody concerned maybe about this guy? Like, is he is there something else in his life now? Um, I mentioned them before the Foul Territory podcast with Eric Kratz, AJ Brzezinski. It's just absolutely amazing this perspective that these guys provide. And as as a loyal Cub fan, I never liked AJ, and I'm starting to kind of like him a little bit more. Um, it's always better when I watch the highlights after of him getting punched in the face by Michael Barrett, but we'll we'll slip, we'll we'll not discuss that on this podcast. But like um Uh, I'm losing my train of thought here, but, but, but basically the premise that AJ and Kratz were talking about was like, what does that do for your teammates? Right. And they brought on Jonathan Papelbon, which if came in, I don't know if you ever listened to this guy talk, this guy is a uh, train wreck waiting to happen. Anytime he goes online, it's hilarious. It's, it's, I say train wreck in a very, very positive way because it's almost like so blunt and honest, and it's it's just great. So they bring them on. And Pebblebond said it best. He goes, like, if I'm like pitching on that team, I'm walking right up to Rendon that day and saying, Yo, dude, like if you don't want to be here, man, don't come on the field, please. Because you're gonna hurt us as a team. You may not make a play, you may not uh, have a quality at bat. You may not get that big hit for us because you just don't necessarily want to be there. And that might affect somebody's career stats for them to make money in the future. It may affect, you know, a rookie or someone who has now a worse performance because of you, whether that's a pitcher or, you know, maybe uh, getting, you know, maybe getting a run or maybe getting an RBI, like all these different things that now start to tail back to the team. And the one thing they mentioned too is Ron Washington made a big comment on that when he was brought when he brought on that show of you know if you're not gonna if you don't want to play you're not gonna play or you know if you know vice versa but you just sit here now and you wonder man like can this guy is he gonna figure out how to handle this for the upcoming season you said it dude he said it like three days before the first game like yeah. Oh my God!
1: Insane. Yeah, I think you, I think you make a good point too, T. Lou. I mean, you you really throwing your teammates under the bus, right? Like me and you as former college teammates, we know that if you have teammates who aren't part of the bigger plan, it hurts your team, right? I mean, I 100%. think I think both of us saw that firsthand for sure. So, um, you, you know, it, it's it's head scratching and it's unfortunate for the Angels because I I think they're a team that everyone kind of wants to see take that next step with Mike Trout. Um, but you know, it just seems like they're going to be stuck in this like mediocrity cycle, um, you know, with, with no way out, unfortunately. Um, the other so, yeah. thing
0: too, the other thing too, that I really, really dislike now about this whole situation and why he couldn't have just kept his comments to himself, dude. Like there are, are, players probably out there that are at that point in their careers. Maybe we're like, I just, I'm grinding every day to get through this, but I'm doing this for my teammates I'm doing this because I want to make a living, obviously, and I, I, I'm getting paid a lot of money, and I'm very, very fortunate to get paid this amount of money. Um, but, like, I, I look at what's you know happening now to his teammates, who now have to take those interview questions about the comments he said, and now everything now is going to fall back onto them. And that is so unfair to those teammates, right? If a guy goes out there, gets into a brawl, you know, gets ejected, whatever, maybe they got to make some comments about that. That that's just, that's just that happens with the game, right? But now these poor dudes that are coming to spring training, man, like some guys maybe like that worked their tails off this offseason that have maybe made some major, major adjustments in their lifestyle or their swing or their pitching mechanics or they're adding a new pitch. Like All these guys that are so excited about all these new things that they get to try out or do or maybe have an opportunity to prove something for themselves. Now they got to answer questions about what he said? Dude, what are we doing here, man?
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when Chris Sale cut up the jerseys in the locker room and then every single one of the White Sox players for like two weeks had to answer about that and nothing else. Uh Not about how the team was doing. Not about how they're doing individually, but it was all about, you know, how was the clubhouse um, with Chris Sale cutting up all the jerseys, right? Obviously, different situation. That was midseason. This is in spring training, but I just kind of made that parallel right now as you were talking, just kind of thinking about it um, ca- kind of a similar way, right? Just kind of throwing your teammates under the bus and kind of, as you said, making your teammates answer for your actions, which isn't fair at all, as you
0: said. So it's it's not it's not the last thing I remember what I was going to say earlier, but. Kratz, Papelbon, AJ. Um, I believe it was more AJ and Papelbon talking about what they saw out of Rendon through his uh, career when he was younger, and they both said it was this guy is doesn't really care, but he's so uberly talented, yeah, that that's going to get him through that. And the dude won a World Series. Like, yep. what a wild! train ride dude yeah you know what's you know what's also been wild what are what are your thoughts on this whole scott boris for the top free agents that were even at the beginning still available like what is your whole take on this game a
1: yeah i've always said that this is bad for baseball and it is like anytime you have your top players in february when spring training is starting that are still unsigned it's not good for the game so how much of that is blame on Boris, how much of it is on owners, I I don't like to get into that because I don't know how the whole process works how the, how the whole negotiation thing is. The one thing I will say, I think Jed Hoyer spoke on this either yesterday or the day before, I saw it on Twitter, um, but he was talking about how one of Boris's like, signature moves is going right to the owner instead of trying to negotiate with the GM. Did you see that? or Did you hear that? Was it Ricketts or Hoyer? Ricketts, I'm sorry. It was Ricketts. Ricketts yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I did so, see that. And and wow, that was crazy, wasn't that telling? Because I I didn't even think that that was a thing. Um, but I mean he he's right. T- Ricketts had a point. In what he was saying, he was like, it kind of undermines what the GM's job is, right? The whole GM's job is to make decisions that are good for the team. If you're completely skipping that middleman, that could be a turnoff for owners completely, and I can completely understand that too, and for GMs as well, right? Like, why would you want to sign the sign a guy if he's completely neglecting that second level guy and going straight to the top? You know, I, I don't like that move by Boris um like i said some of this is on the owners too it's not all on boris but i don't know it's just bad for baseball overall so anyway anything we can do in the future off seasons i think to eliminate this from happening is a good thing for the game in my opinion
0: i agree bro i agree i the way i look at it now so scott boris in my uh I mean, in everyone's opinion, has had his way here over the last couple of years, right? He got Chris Bryant, that massive deal in Colorado. He got Bryce Harper, his deal. He got Manny Machado, his deal in San Diego. Like, this guy has had a hell of a resume for, gosh, I mean, dating back, I believe he had, like, Josh Hamilton or something. Like, this guy's been around a bit. Obviously, he's been around the block. Yeah. Now, so he's not... Obviously, none of these players are getting the deals that they fully anticipated them getting, and I don't know. And of course, we don't know if that was a Boris projection, if that was an ownership projection, or whoever projected these numbers. My guess is that it was Scott Boris's team that projected that they deserve these numbers based on this is how their numbers stack up against these players, and this is what these guys got, and this and that. So now, likely to happen. Is that these players now have to take shorter term contracts with potentially a higher AAV? So, where Boris is going to be stuck now is that guys that he has for the forthcoming of years now have contracts that'll be negotiated. And those numbers now will probably go up against the contracts that are coming out with Snell, Bellinger, Montgomery, and Chapman. I would say more Snell. And probably Montgomery, based on uh, consistent success. I mean, I, I mean Montgomery's came out really and had much more success over the last two years. And Snell obviously won a Cy Young, and Chapman's been solid, and Bellinger. But I think that's where he's getting kind of screwed because remember he didn't have Shohei or Yamamoto under him, yep. so he didn't have either of those deals. So his biggest deals of this year were going to come from these four guys, and. People are like, hey, not only do we not want to give those guys those deals, I think we're starting to maybe see a turn here where it's like, we don't want to deal with you, right? Stop, Boris. We don't want to deal with the deals that now some really hinder some of these organizations, aka the example with Chris Bryant, where it's just... Maybe that was a situation where you mentioned you mentioned earlier, dude, where you're like, he goes straight to the owner versus the GM. Yeah. I think that's kind of what happened in Colorado. So like Juan Soto will get his massive deal next offseason. And he still has Garrett Cole, who has a opt-out, whatever, after this year. I think obviously that he's gonna end up going back to the Yankees. They'll probably re- renegotiate that contract. So we'll have those two big deals. But he also has Corbin Burns. He's got some other guys. Are Is this going to become a trend now where these all these guys just wait until March or wherever just because they're all in a waiting game and all the money and egos are taking over this entire negotiation process, which at the end of the day, these guys are making an extraordinary amount of money. And the other thing too, and I don't mean to keep talking on here, dude, I apologize. But the other thing I think about too is like, I know I, I at least heard this that like Scott Boris is putting in these minds of these players, like, Hey, you've always wanted to get to free agency. Now you have your chance, but now it's just getting like
1: almost ridiculous at this point. Who knows? Maybe they all sign by the end of this week. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. But no, I mean, I mean, you you made, you made some good points there. Um, so the last time this happened that I'm thinking of like 2019, was it with like Machado and Harper? It was 2019, wasn't it, before they got their big deals? Harper, yep, yep, yep. So prior to that offseason, we never really saw these massive 12-year, 13-year deals, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like the first signing the president for those type of deals going forward. Um, I think since then, though, there's been other deals like that. So that's why I think we're almost taking a step back, right? Like we all know Snell, um, Chapman, they're not going to get 12, 13-year deals with as much money as Machado, and or Harper got right, so it, I I hate to say like lower quality players now, but I put like Snell and Chapman even on a lower tier than I do like superstars like Machado or Harper, like they were that during that offseason at that time. Um, so yeah, you know it's almost like I don't know, it's it's almost like this is the president now, which which kind of sucks um, because. As we know, the winter meetings are so much more fun when all the big guys sign and trades go down, and they were brutal this year, the winter meetings. So yeah, I, I don't have a solution, but as I kind of mentioned earlier, I think there needs to be some sort of solution or some sort of problem solving idea to really get these free agents to sign sooner. Cause this is this sucks. This sucks. It honestly kind of makes me less excited for spring training, right? Like I'm not I'm not quite in baseball mode yet because so many of these guys are unsigned still. it's not just those big Boris four. There's still a lot of other guys out there too who haven't signed yet. So, um, yeah, anything we can do to kind of get these guys to sign sooner is a positive from my standpoint. Agreed. Agreed.
0: Would like to see this done very, very soon. And, I mean, this gets a little sentimental, but I think about, like, dude, like these players have families. Yeah. Like, where are you going to put your kids? Like, where are you going to, you know, you know, wife girlfriend whoever fiance whatever like that like all of that like is that i mean where where are all these things where it's just like dude get settled somewhere you're playing on a major league ball club you're down to a few teams but i think that these teams man they're like we're not gonna play this game with you boris we're just not gonna do it man we're not gonna let you mimic us and all this like the yankees i think you know i think somebody said I think it was somebody from the Yankees that said, we're not going to bet against ourselves or bid against ourselves, excuse me, bid against ourselves. Because if we hand out this deal to or this uh, contract offer to Bellinger, let's say he then can take it over to the Cubs and they can negotiate off that. And who knows, man, who knows that these players all have deals in front of them that are sitting on their, you know, kit Dining room table ready to be signed. We don't. We don't really really know. And a lot of these teams like to work in the dark, anyways. But I um, know we talked for a while on that. But that has really been an interesting conversation because people are pissed at Boris, rightfully so, and people are pissed at the teams. And I think that we just have to take a step back and go. I think this is a bigger, bigger deal. Than- it is.
1: Yeah. 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 On that point, I think both sides are at fault, right? I think the teams and the Boris corporation, whatever you want to call it, I think they both can both take some ownership to the to the problem that's happening, right. To this late signings, not guys, not signed in spring training. Um, I think there's fault on both sides. So there is isn't to be some happy medium where we can kind of figure something out and change things going forward. I couldn't agree more, dude.
0: Um, like we said at the beginning, folks, it's nice sometimes. I was sitting there earlier today, and I was like, "Man, we need to prep out this entire show and talk about all these individual topics." It is nice sometimes to sit down and just chat ball, uh, chat about you know baseball, and, and, and get our thoughts out there because there are some massive things happening with baseball. Uh, Rob Manfred announced that uh, his uh, tenure as commissioner will end in twenty twenty nine. I mean, what are your, what, what are your thoughts on what Rob Manfred has done? Like, do you, like, what do you see as negative? What do you see as positive? Do you think it overall has been a good experience? What do you think, bro?
1: Yeah, people have varying opinions on this. I don't know. I think the rule changes came off negatively and you know, rightfully so I was kind of on that boat too. Um, I wasn't quite sure how they're going to work at this time last year, um, but they ended up being a positive. So I think that was a positive that came out of it. Um, a little bit of a mixed bag you know I think there's there's been some good there's been some bad um what you think is common with most sports um commissioners in general right' got so he's gonna make some good moves gonna make some bad moves overall the biggest thing that I was kind of surprised of is it normal to kind of announce that you're gonna be done four years out that seemed like far for me did it seem far well, for yeah, you? I mean he wants his he wants his
0: uh he wants to have you know everybody celebrate him right? yeah it's like uh everybody like Rose <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Like what are we doing here, man? It was really that was a little strange, right? Like, a lot of people actually did talk about that too. They were like, "Okay, man, whoo! Like, did we see that with the
1: previous commission? Uh, Bud Selig? I don't think, I don't think so. But I feel like we were young when he kind of passed the torch over, so I don't mm-hmm. quite remember. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was strange. That kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah, and now. He discussed, of course, the
0: deadline for free agents to sign, which everybody now that's come out that played the game or well-versed in the game says is a terrible idea because, you know, Players Union and for the new CBA, they won't agree on it because they want to not necessarily – you know, fault teams into having to sign guys by a particular time, and then also two players not wanting to have to make a decision in two weeks or whatever time frame it is. Right. So that's going to be a whole thing, but the other thing that came out, which is going to be really interesting and would be really cool, is now there's supposedly, it's almost inevitable at this point that they're going to have two more expansion teams. Yep. And I saw that Nashville and Salt Lake, which Nashville would be unbelievable. Well, that would be absolutely fantastic. You already have Vegas, of course, with the Vegas A's. That that's under a whole ordeal at this point. But Salt Lake would be
1: interesting as well. That'd be cool. Um, what city would you put a team in? So I'm biased, uh, but I would really put one where the White Sox AAA team plays right now, Charlotte Knights. They have a gorgeous stadium. If you ever have a chance to look at it, if any of you listeners out there have never seen their stadium before, we give it a Google search. Um, it's a gorgeous stadium with a gorgeous view of the city of skyline of Charlotte in the background. So they already have the stadium in place. Um, So I think that would be a really cool and unique kind of area for a team kind of out there on the East coast, um, stick them in the AL AL East. I'm sorry, or NL East. Um, I think that would be kind of a cool stadium for for them to uh, expand to. I feel bad asking that because I don't know about me. Um... I would love to see the team back in Montreal too, personally. That would be absolutely fantastic. Maybe pull the Rays or the Marlins out of Florida. Cause that yeah. really just hasn't worked out. True. Am I, I mean, that's been I mean, the Rays have been rumored to move out of Tampa for a while now, so that would make sense. Yeah. I love that Charlotte move. That's a
0: fantastic idea. Um, I, I just thoroughly love the idea of a team being in Nashville because that place is absolutely exploding. They're growing like crazy. Uh, We go there this summer, not a big deal, but yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Um, But that would be a fantastic spot. I actually would really, really like Nashville. That'd be good. That'd be fun. Salt Lake is kind of like, we're kind of looking for something, just kind of a
1: solid spot to put it in. Solid choice. I, 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 solid choice. I thought it was kind of random reading that. I read the same, it was the Rosenthal article that you read or the Rosenthal report. Yeah. I thought it was kind of random, Um, you know, a baseball city. Salt Lake is not definitely not the first city that comes to mind. Um, so I thought it was odd, but I think it would be cool. It'd be like unique, interesting. I think it can make a really interesting stadium. I mean, I, I would assume it'd be like upper elevations, kind of like Colorado is. So that would be kind of a unique aspect too. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool. Interesting, but cool. Would be, it would be. What else do you want to talk about? What else you got for me T you You've been just- good at, You've been good at ripping the questions tonight.
0: Well, like I guess any free agent deals that you really like that you saw with Merrifield to the Phillies. That was kind of cool. That Um, was cool. They're going to be really, really good this year. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's an obvious take. (laughs) I think Bryce Harper is about to have one of the best seasons in the history of the MLB when it comes to an offensive standpoint, minus stolen bases.
1: Agreed. Yeah, should be fun. How about this? I really like the Randall Gritcha pickup by uh um, Arizona. Amazing
0: pickup. Great really great
1: call. Sne- really sneaky good pickup. He's going to be the guy. They, they got him a jock now, man. He's going to be the perfect platoon with Jock Peterson, for sure. So, I he think that's a really good like move for them three, and
0: it, he he like 329 against lefties, dude.
1: Yeah, he mashed. That's absurd. Yeah.
0: Good on the D-backs, man. I mean, they got the new colors rolling. They got these new colors rolling out this year. Sneaky good offseason for the D backs. They they just did everything right. Yep. This offseason, man. So that's that's gonna be really fun. I'm hoping to get out, of course, for a couple games this year. My only thing is is that now with everything that happened, like we went to game, we went to a couple games last year. And I know like when teams like the Braves, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Yankees, who like any of the, the large market organizations. Obviously when they come to Arizona, they're probably going to have more fans there than the Diamondbacks, right? Yep. But it was tough it was tough to watch last year. Um when we go there and it was like this team's in the running, like this team's in a wild card race and I'm I'm hoping that this wa- World Series appearance and you know this the NL pennant and everything like I hope that does bring out some bigger crowds this year because I think people are going to be very um under they're going to underestimate them again.
1: Because they don't have a lot of the big names. And I think that they're going to roll. They absolutely roll. Agreed. It'll be cool to see. I mean, I'm I'm expecting the Dodgers to win the division and they probably will at the end of the day, but I think it'll be fun to see them see how long or how far the race goes and how close Arizona can keep it throughout the season. That'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. They're going to, yeah, I'm really excited to make our predictions. They'll, those will be done,
0: uh, right before opening night because, uh, who knows at this point, free agents wise to, you know, unfortunately things that happened during spring training, the players, I mean, gosh, hearing about Kyle Bradish with his UCL injury sucks. Cause you're just, I'm just so excited to watch the Orioles this year. So hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Cause these things, man, unfortunately these guys come back, they could, it's, it, Anything can happen to some of these players, unfortunately. And I heard today, too, man, that like some of these free agents are they they might be waiting it out for injuries. And it's like, that's what we're waiting on. Yeah. That's what we're going to wait on. Like, get, get out of here. This is ridiculous. Find the best players, put them on the best team, put them on the damn TV screen and let's go. Like, Shoyotani went to the Dodgers. Like, okay, thank you. Like, that's going to be great for the game. Did you watch, did you watch one of the balls he hit the other day?
1: Oh, not yeah, talking,
0: not not talking about his round of BP, but I don't know who he hit that home run off of. But
1: I did um, see that as a tank. That sound is different. Like, dude, like, oh, my gosh. Man. It's it's just so special, dude. I'm excited. k I am, too. Spring
0: training spring training starts, you know, Friday, I believe, with the Dodgers and Padres. They're going to roll a little bit early because they got to go ahead of Korea for the opening series. Yeah, one month from today, It's so. getting a little warm. It's it's getting warm out there
1: in the shy. It it's is almost summertime shy. Oh my god! Oh, don't get me started on summertime shy. That'll uh that'll get that'll get the juices going for sure. That'll get me fired up. Absolutely epic. I golfed. Got
0: a yesterday. round in today? Oh, yes. Got a round in
1: yesterday. Yeah. On the off, off day today. to we, all my co workers out there. What did we shoot, T Luba? Uh, 75 or what? Uh
0: add um. Add 27 strokes onto that, then you'll have my score. Okay. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad yeah. at all. I'm just fine over, with myself.
1: Just over the hundred mark.
0: Just just over the hundred mark. Not trying to show off. Hey. I had a guy. I had this guy when I was on the driving range. I have a loud driver. Okay. I have a loud driver. We'll we'll be done here soon, folks. We'll be done here soon. I have a loud driver. I know that but I've used it for a while and I, and I like it. And I had this jerk, I call him a jerk. I haven't used that word in a while. A jerk. He said, wow, that's a really loud driver. That's a really, really loud driver. And I looked at him and he was wearing sweatpants, joggers with a a lime green t-shirt with his 1975 golf shoes on. And I said, I hope you have a really, really nice day. I did. I, I it
1: was so polite, it was so generous. You're so well, good what about are doing you're so good about being the bigger person too, though. You should have seen him, dude. He like stopped. He's like, well, that guy's a nice guy.
0: I was like, Yeah. But I hope maybe, he probably doesn't listen to this podcast, so I don't really care. But um,
1: <laughs> I just thought it was a little rude. I have a loud driver. Yeah, it's okay. Who cares? The ball goes far, right? Hit it straight, hit it far. That's the, that's the at the end of the day, that's the goal. Ball was flying a little bit. Not gonna lie. Nice, getting those steps in day by day. Oh no,
0: carts. What? Oh no, 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 no! no. Okay. I'm not that absurd. I'm not. I, 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 I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero, pal. I've walked. I've walked one round in my life, and I enjoyed it. But it was for nine holes. I can't do eighteen. I can't walk eighteen. Yeah. I have walked nine. And uh, it was beautiful even, weather,
1: but that was tough. That, even that sounds brutal. I could not walk the golf course. It's but the best it's, part about it, the best part about it is riding in the cart and drinking beer. I'm sorry, 100%. I'm going to say it's,
0: it. It's literally what it's all about. Um. Oh, one. I, we got a couple more minutes here. Kind of a wild situation. Roll on the turn, going on a ten. I have. Uh, my driver cover is a Cubs driver cover, so I have it on. I go up to um, I just ate my dog at the turn. I'm feeling great, I'm eating my cool ranch Doritos. Nice, and this guy walks up and he's like, Cubs fan, huh? And I was like, How'd you put it together? Um, and uh, he goes, You know, Derek Lee, right? I was like, Yeah, of course. And he goes, That's my uncle. I was like, Wow, it's awesome. I was like, Where uh, I go, oh, so he lives out here. He goes, no, he lives in Malibu, and I was like, "That's awesome, man! <laughs> no joke." Eleventh hole, we all hit our balls. We're down there. We're waiting for the next group to get off. You know, it's it's backed up, but people are paying in, in Arizona right now. Fees are extraordinarily high to play golf, right? I'm so sure if you're is, playing, yeah. if you're playing, embrace it, enjoy it. Know that you're going to be gone for multiple hours. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to own it. It's just nothing's going to move fast. People are paying high dollars looking over. I see like our shot and we're getting measurements or whatever as the yardage. And I turn around and there's a ball bouncing right next to me. I turn it, and I look and it's that kid. Oh, it's the
1: same guy. Okay. I would say, don't and, tell me, don't tell me it's Derek Lee's ball. <laughs> he ran out of course. course. That
0: would have been, and, and that would have been I, been cool.
1: he's like six, six. Yeah. So like,
0: I probably wouldn't have said anything. And I ended up not saying anything to the guy, but then he did it again, like six holes later. He Crazy like, buddy. Relax. What are we doing out here? Come on, dude. Like if you're going to, if you hit, you know, somebody, especially these days, man, you don't know what you're about to get yourself into. So, so to the guy with the 1975 golf shoes and the high pitched voice about my driver and to Derek Lee's nephew, I wish you all the best. Salute. This is
1: a great pod, buddy. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this too. I, I missed it. You know, took a little hiatus as we talked about. Good to be back, though. Do you have anything left to say for the people? Just uh, let's get these free agents signed, huh? My goodness. Let's roll it. Let's get let's, it rolling. It's yeah. got to
0: get going, man. It's got to get going.
1: It will. It will. We'll.
0: We'll look back on this and we'll say, "Gosh, this sucked." I mean, if even. Looking back on it now, you're like, wow! I forgot Bryce Harper didn't sign till the end of February. So things things will happen. We'll get things rolling, but the videos are popping out everywhere of spring training. You yep. got just you know we got Nestor Cortez striking out Juan Soto uh, even before they actually touch a uh, you know the field, the actual spring training field dirt. So that's going to be interesting uh spencer strider
1: now has a curveball that's gross yep um and shohei otani hits bombs did you see today uh ellie de la cruz hitting hunter green's car on a foul ball i did not i saw that they faced each other he hit his car yeah so it was a foul ball he completely shanked it but it went out of the stadium and it hit his car and shattered his window <laughs> it hit. It hit Hunter Green's car. Hunter Green's car. Yeah,
0: you got to be kidding me,
1: dude. Like, and Hunter what Green is it, like loaded. Like Hunter yeah. Green's
0: loaded. Obviously, Ellie will be, you know, very soon. But like Ellie hasn't signed a big contract yet. Hunter Green did.
1: So there's a so. pretty there's a pretty funny exchange on on Twitter that I saw where after it happened. Uh, Hunter Green told Ellie like, "Hey, you're gonna pay for that," and Ellie was like, "You have way more way more money than me, so definitely not." <laughs> exactly. This is yeah. not how this goes. Yeah.
0: That is that's remarkable. Pretty comical. Pretty comical. Well, buddy, this has been good. Um, always enjoy hopping on with you. I'm glad we did this. I know you've been very busy, so it's always good to reconnect with you. Um, yeah everybody tuned in, thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Big Fly Pod, and we'll talk to you again here soon.